0: Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner Joe Serrera. As we come down the stretch here in high school football season, uh, again the weather, playing tricks on everybody here during Halloween week. Joe, uh, a couple games already moved up to Thursday. Yeah, we're we're here recording on Tuesday.
1: Mount Tabor at Dudley, probably the biggest game of the week. Now 7.30pm Thursday. It's senior night at the Tarp Tarkley Stadium. And they're worried about field conditions on Friday with a forecast of anywhere from 60 to 80 percent chance of rain. Also, Moorhead at Rockingham County moved up to 7.30 p.m. Thursday. You know, this was supposed to be the last week of the regular season, but because of, of earlier hurricanes, there's now a week 13 of the season next week and already we've got we've got eight games among the area team schedule for next week so uh it's been a wild season uh we'll see if any more postponements happen or games being moved up if they are you'll find out about it on hsextra.com and i'll tweet them out
0: well joe let's dive into that very important first game uh Mount Tabor at number four dudley it looked like going a few weeks ago that Parkland had this thing completely under control, and then Tabor just five and zero in the conference. And I think to the surprise of a lot of people, because their beginning of their conference slate was so front uh, was so much weaker than yeah. the back portion right. uh, that people weren't sure what this Tabor team really was. And well, here we are. Yeah, they weren't playing
1: very well early in the year, but a Parkland team that that handled Dudley pretty pretty convincingly twenty one seven. Mount Tabor beat them forty nine seven last week. I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone saw that coming. I think if you ask the Mount Tabor people, they didn't see it coming in terms of forty nine seven. You know, Tabor is now in control of the conference. They won it last year. There, there's no way with all the graduation losses they had that anyone I think thought they were going to win it again this year, and they have that opportunity. But for Dudley, a huge opportunity also. After that Parkland loss, it looked like they're playing for second, third in the conference. Well, now if they win this game, it's a three-way tie with Tabor and Parkland, and there'll be a draw this week to sort out who would finish where. If we get a tie, we had that situation last year with Southwest Guilford, Dudley, and Mount Tabor going into the final game, but Tabor beat Dudley to wrap it up. You know, this Dudley team, they they play good defense. But they have to be able to throw the ball. I talked about that in our scouting report this week. I mentioned Mike Wyman, the receiver, junior, as a guy to watch. If they're going to beat Tabor, they're going to have to get the ball downfield to Mike Wyman and maybe some other people, maybe Makai Wall, the, the freshman who is so fast. He had a great catch against Parkland and then fumbled the ball. But you know, they've got to get the ball downfield. You know they're going to be able to run, but it's going to be more of a – grind it out three yards four yards five yards three yards kind of running game they don't really have that breakaway threat They've got to get something going through the air if they're going to win this game and possibly win the conference. Would you be shocked if Dudley was able to pull this off? No, uh, no. After after Mount Tabor forty nine, Parkland seven, nothing nothing in that conference is going to shock me. That that, that score when I saw that blew my mind. But uh, Dudley is is still a very good football team. They're very good up front defensively. They've got some great linebackers. They've got a stable of running backs. They can run block. They can pass block. They've just just have to get consistent, better play from the quarterbacks in their ability to throw the ball downfield or at least get the ball out into space to Wyman or, or Mackay, Wall or one of their other guys in space where they can do some damage. But, you know, you've got to tip your hat to Mount Tabor, though. This team really looked dead and buried early in the season, and, you know, they've won five in a row. They were one and four. You know, and they showed a little bit in beating West Forsyth for that one win early, but you know, I don't think anyone thought that they they would be in this position.
0: No, uh, and I certainly didn't. Uh, however, this week I did pick Dudley. It is senior night, and it is a home game. Uh... Dudley very good at Tarpley Stadium.
1: Yeah, I, I went with Mount Tabor mainly because of the problems that Dudley's had throwing the ball, and they're going to have to score some points against this Tabor team. Uh, Jaquan Walbright, the Tabor quarterback, has been playing great football. Uh, maybe not as as dangerous overall as Camion Shell for Parkland, but he's good, and you know they're going to have to score some points to match him. You know, if they can get a little bit going in the passing game, yeah, they can win
0: this game. But th- that's the big if. The next game we want to talk about Western Alamance at number 6 Northern Guilford. Northern Guilford still in this conference championship race. Yeah, they win this game and they'll have a game at home against Person on November
1: 9th. And if they beat Western Alamance, that game could give them the conference championship. They would have the tiebreaker on Western Alamance, and Person is a team that that Northern really shouldn't have any trouble with unless it's a letdown situation. But they've really got their work cut out for them this week. Western Alamance coming in, having won eight in a row, dropped their opener 14-3 to Southern Alamance, and our our old buddy Fritz Hessenthaler there. They played a great game, uh, beat Western Alamance 14-3. Since then, Western Alamance averaging 41.2 points a game Unbeaten. They've rolled through the Mid-State 3A, although last week they had a tough one with Eastern Alamance, 37-34. And that has to give Northern Guilford some hope because their game with Eastern Alamance was 40-36, their only conference loss, and they led a couple times in that game. So... They've clearly got the firepower to compete with Western Alamance, but they've got to get a big game from their defense, and they've got guys on defense who can make plays. Christian Bass and Tyler Anderson at linebacker are both tackle for loss guys, sack guys, forcing turnovers. They're going to need that, and they're going to need to continue to throw the ball well. They've done that. Second half of the year, Uh, sometimes it's been Tyler Flippin, sometimes it's been Jacob Leonard, but Ramar Thomas, receiver, has really had a breakout year. Michael Frog, the tight end H-back, has had a really good year since he's been more healthy.
0: They've got the firepower. This will be a good football game. The next game that we want to talk about is a a huge one in the Metro 4A, really for that second-place slot in the playoffs and maybe a chance at a home game in the playoffs, depending on where things kind of work out in the bracket. Uh, number 10, Northwest Guilford at number 7, Grimsley. And when you look at these two teams, Joe, Northwest Guilford, a squad that started out hot, uh, has kind of fizzled here later on in the season. Grimsley, though, uh, despite a loss last week to Page, uh, still on that uptick. Yeah, I think the concern with Grimsley has to be don't let
1: that Page game beat you twice. That They played hard. They hung in there had it down to 14-7 in the second half when they were down 21-7 had a had a, a pass to the end zone that that really should have been a touchdown that would have cut it to 21-14 with about 3 minutes to go you know there was a lot of emotion a lot of energy expended in that game got to see how this Grimsley team can bounce back from that northwest Guilford, they're playing for their lives they they need to win this game if they're going to be in the playoff picture that would get them to 2 and 2 in the metro 4a and probably create a three-way tie for second with a bunch of 2-2 two and two teams. That would be Grimsley, Northwest, and Ragsdale. Ragsdale and Page finish next week, November 9th, and Page is, is probably going to lock up the conference that week. But Grimsley wins this game, and they're going to finish second in the Metro 4A. They're going to be back in the playoffs for the first time in 2013. And regardless... They're trending upward. It would be a huge setback if they didn't win this game, but they I think we can safely say that they have turned the corner. They are going to be a player going forward in the Metro 4A. A lot of young talent on that team. And Northwest, you know it's been an up and down year, as you said. They were 3-0, 1-6 since then. They really need this game
0: if they're going to be in the playoff hunt. Uh, the job that Daryl Brown has done over at Grimsley, I mean, uh, I don't think we could say enough about the turnaround job that that he's done and, and the differences that we've seen uh, in that program, really, for the first time since they made a state championship appearance.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the page coach last week, Jared Rolfe, spent about a minute after the game talking about how, how much better this Grimsley team is, how much more physical they are, how much more disciplined they are, how much tougher they are. Uh, he couldn't say enough good things about about that team and the way those kids have bought in and turned things around. And, you know, this is a chance for Grimsley to solidify that they're not quite at Paige's level, but they're the next team in that conference.
0: Well, the last game we want to talk about features high-point Christian uh, playing in the playoffs. The playoffs start in the private school sector, and uh, yes, folks, they are welcoming a team from Georgia to come play in the playoffs. Yeah, Raven
1: Gap uh, is what they're known as, but it's Raven Gap Nakuchi. It's up in the the I guess it's the northeast corner of Georgia uh, near. South Carolina near North Carolina, they they were were not uh, basically welcomed into the private school association in Georgia because they're so far away from anybody else. So they've been playing North Carolina teams for years in the NCISAA. They're five and five going into this game. High Point Christian is seven and three coming off of a a, a decisive loss, 48-13 to uh, Baltimore Mount St. Joseph. But that's a good team, a number number six team in the state of Maryland, according to Max Preps, with a bunch of Division I prospects on it. And the one positive that High Point Christian can can take out of that game is they made some moves. They took uh, sophomore quarterback Luke Hommel, put him in in the second quarter of that game, moved their quarterback, John Saunders Jr., to wide receiver the results were pretty positive, positive. Uh, 14 completions for 319 yards and a touchdown for Hommel after that. Saunders, 7 catches, 225 yards. I think they found themselves another wide receiver to go with a pretty good group they already had. That's the kind of thing they can build on. That's probably the way they're going to look going forward. If they win this game, High Point Christian's the number three seed in Division Two, the the second tier of uh, NCIS-AA playoffs. They would go next week to Indian Trail, Metrolina Christian, a team that's also seven and three like them. Uh, that that's a winnable game for them, and then they they'd be back in the uh, state championship game. But this is a game High Point Christian should win. They, they're a good football team. Their schedule: two of the three losses were to Charlotte Christian, which Max Preps has as the number one team in North Carolina and the number six team in Maryland, and then a letdown loss where they had some guys out in another game. So they're a good football team, and I think that move that they made
0: gives them even more weapons. and makes them even more dangerous in the playoffs. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Turkin35 and at JoeSerreraNR and online all week long at hsextra.com. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.